Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the iq and by the time you hear this podcast i will actually be in dallas at vit summit which is the conference put on by daryl eve sean durith and the man himself mr b now this conference happens every year it's a bunch of like-minded creators coming together to talk about their journeys and their story they give inside tidbits on how they build their channels and their businesses and different things like that. And it's not just YouTube, although it's primarily YouTube focused because it's put on by a YouTuber. But you got people from YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all types of creators come to this particular event. But since this event is going on right now, I wanted to kind of steer this particular podcast in the direction of things I wish I knew back when I first started YouTube. Now, as you all know, I've been doing YouTube for five years now, so I have a lot of experience under my belt as it relates to being a YouTuber, a content creator. So in this podcast, given that a lot of you all listening are just beginning your YouTube journey, I'm going to tell you some things that I wish I knew when I was first starting out on YouTube. And these are in no particular order, so don't feel like you got to these have to be done in any order or anything like that. I'm just having a brain fart in this particular podcast. So whatever comes out in whatever order, it is what it is. But maybe some of these things might help you understand your journey a little bit better. So let's go ahead and begin. So the first thing that I wish I would have known when I was beginning and what you all should know is that when you're first starting out, you are going to make a lot of videos that no one watches. And what I mean by that is you're going to make a lot of videos that don't have a lot of views, obviously, because when you're first starting out, nobody knows who you are. So it's up to you to get them to latch on to you and subscribe and stay with you. It's up to you to allow them to determine your value, right? You have to present some type of value to a potential viewer before they decide whether or not they want to stick with you as a creator. But here's the kicker, though. If you're doing it on a consistent basis, even though your view will be low because you are a relative unknown early in your career, even though the view might be low and you might think that nobody's watching, I promise you that somebody is watching. And chances are that somebody who's watching you could be a pretty big deal. I'll give you an example of my antidote here. Uh, when I first started making content and live streaming about five years ago, there is a very world-famous YouTuber now who was watching my content five years ago, and he was a bigger creator at the time, but he was still growing in his career. But now today, he's like world-famous. My friend John Prosser, who some of you may or may not be aware of, he's one of the world's most foremost Apple leakers, tech, tech analysts, and different things like that. His YouTube channel, Front Page Tech, currently today has over 400,000 subscribers. But back in the day when I first started, I think he was around maybe 20 to 30,000 subscribers and he was growing, but he somehow was watching my content when I first started out. So it goes back to the point that I just made. Even though you're a new creator, if you're out there putting out good content on a consistent basis, 
somebody will be watching. Even if the viewers are like 5, 10, 15. One of those views could be somebody influential and they could change your entire creative projector, uh, trajectory like John Prother did for me. It happens, you all. So I guess the moral of the story is work. Put that work in. Don't just take the, the video off because you feel like nobody's going to watch it. Oh, no, no, no. Put your best foot forward each and every video that you do because you never know which video will be the video that gets you put on the map. And speaking of getting put on the map, another thing that I wish I would have known when I was younger, but something that all of my upcoming creators need to know and understand is that you should never compare your day one to another creator's year five, okay? I see a lot of you all comparing how you're doing on YouTube to your bigger favorite creators and different things like that. And you're not being fair to yourself. You're not being fair to yourself because these creators that you are trying to compare to have been doing it for years. Hell, they might even have a team of people in their employ who help them put out quality content. Why are you trying to compare yourself to somebody that's been doing it for years who may or may not have a team behind them helping them produce higher quality content? If you're just doing it by yourself and you're comparing yourself to somebody who has a team, how much sense does that make? It makes none. So why do we do this? And we do this all the time. And we know it doesn't make sense, but we do it anyway. And then we get upset because we are not at the level of that other creator, even though they have much more experience than we do. They have a lot more help than we do. But somehow that's a referendum on us and a reflection of how our content may not be good. When in actuality, that could be the further from the truth. So I'm here to remind you, do not compare your day one to somebody else's year five or year one or even just try to, if you're going to compare yourself to somebody, look at other creators who are at your same level, who maybe are starting at the same time as you, or maybe have a channel size around the same as you. That's a much better comparison. If you want to compare, although I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even compare that you creator should strive on making your next video better than your last. That is the most important comparison that you will ever make as a new creator on YouTube, making your next video better than your last. Because as long as you are doing that, you will grow as a creator. You'll see your content elevate and adapt to the changes. You'll see that your 100 video is nothing like your first video. Maybe you'll look back on your first video and you will laugh at it because it's so trash compared to your 100 but the goal as a new and up-and-coming creator on YouTube is not to compare your video to the Marquez and the Mr. Beast of the world. It's to make your next video better than your last. And I promise you, you will be better for it if you look at it like that. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by the vidIQ mobile app. You can download it for free on the Android or iOS app stores. And it's here to help you do things like keep track of your competition, research your next video idea, optimize videos you've already posted, and more, all on the go. This is the perfect app to have literally in your back pocket while you're out and about and you find yourself with a few free extra minutes. Having the opportunity to sit down and optimize your latest video or research ideas for your upcoming video can be a game changer and save you a bunch of time as you work to create more YouTube content. Again, you can download the vidIQ mobile app for free on Android or iOS. Just search for vidIQ. Also, this is something that a lot of new creators don't think about because there's so much to think about as you are making YouTube and building a YouTube channel and different things like that. 
But you have to understand, if you want to grow on YouTube, you have to be focused on the audience, doing things for the audience, right? A lot of times creators come on a platform and they do what they want. They do what feels good to them. They do what they want. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. What I'm saying is that if you want to grow on YouTube, you are trying to attract people, like-minded individuals or people that are passionate about similar things that you are. But also you have to be mindful of those people and what they want and what they need from you. So as I told you guys, I think uh, it was in a recent podcast, when I'm watching YouTube as a creator, or no, when I'm watching YouTube as a viewer, excuse me, I don't like when my video experience is interrupted. So Viper, the creator, does not put mid-roll ads in my content because I don't like them when I'm watching other creators' content. So just thinking about it from an audience perspective like that, what will make for the best viewing experience possible for your audience? What type of content is your audience gravitating toward? Uh, what type of content maybe do you not see in the face that you can maybe add to in your subject area? Because there are going to be gaps. Not everything is going to be covered by the biggest creators in your niche. So there will always be a gap where you can come in and potentially lend your expertise in your niche, something that's not being covered by the bigger creator, something that your audience has interest in, but the, video, uh, the bigger creators don't have the time or they don't have the interest to cover that particular subject or, or that topic. That's where you come in, creator. So again, think about your audience and everything that you do as it relates to how you structure your content, the content that you talk about, the way that you 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 make your content, your, the way your content looks, what devices are your audience watching your content on, making sure your thumbnails are big and, and, and bold and bright and colorful and understandable. All of these different things that you expect as a viewer, you should give those same considerations to your audience creator. I promise you, you will be better for it. Also, it goes back to what I kind of alluded to a minute ago, but why should somebody watch you? Why? Because again, it's not just about coming on the platform and making the stuff that you want and expecting people to just stop what they're doing and watching. No, there needs to be a why. And the why is what value does your content bring to somebody else that will make them want to click on your video and not only click, subscribe to your channel. You have to have some type of value proposition or some reason that a person will give you their time and give you the privilege of hitting subscribe on your channel. What is it about your content that does that for a potential viewer? What is the why for them? And then another thing that you have to think about creator is what is the why for you? Because there are going to be a lot of ups and downs in your YouTube career. So you better have a strong, defined why. Why are you making videos? What is it that will keep you going when your views are tanking or whatever happens, whatever going on around you in your life or whatever? What is your why? Why are you going to keep going and try to reach higher levels when things aren't going your way as a creator? Because trust me when I tell you, there are going to be times where you second guess being a YouTuber. But if you have a strong enough why, maybe that will help you to keep going when times get tough because time will inevitably get tough. But tough times don't last. Tough people do. So what is your why creator? You know, when I was first starting off on YouTube, I kind of delayed my beginning because 
I saw people like Marquez Brownlee, I Justine, Jonathan Morrison, uh, Austin Evans. I saw them crushing the tech space. And I thought to myself, what the hell do I have to offer that they're not offering already? They're crushing it. But that's a myth. You know what? You know what thinking like that is? And it's something that we hear all the time at VidIQ. Oh, my niche is too saturated. This is too saturated. That is too saturated. No! Saturation is a limit of the mind. Your mind. Because there is no such thing as oversaturation in a niche. You want to know why, creator? Because there is only one you. Nobody can bring you to YouTube except you. Your unique personality, your unique thoughts, your unique processes, your unique way of seeing things, all of that. No one else can duplicate that on YouTube. Yeah, we might all cover similar subjects, but nobody is going to cover that subject like you do because you are a one-on-one. You are a limited edition. And as long as you are a limited edition, you have a place on YouTube or any other platform that you want to make, uh, create content for. But you are a limited edition, which means there is no such thing as something being too saturated. That is your mind playing tricks on you. Stop it. Get out of that mindset and throw your hat in this ring because you never know how that decision could change your life. I promise you. I did not expect five years ago to be sitting here today on this microphone talking to you. That was not anything that I was thought possible in my YouTube career working for vidIQ. It was something I never even thought about. But here we are some five years into my YouTube career and I'm sitting in front of a microphone talking to you for vidIQ and teaching you and trying to talk to you about how to grow as a creator because I've been doing it for five years and I've been blessed enough with this opportunity to be able to talk to you. So this is how I choose to spend my time with you. I want to give you the best chance to win. So I'm on this microphone giving you the tips and tricks that I did not have when I was grow, uh, coming in five years ago. So hopefully your growth can be a little bit more accelerated than mine if you listen to this particular podcast. And thank you for listening to this podcast, by the way. I appreciate all of you all who listen. And when you comment to me, uh, when you leave reviews on Apple or Google over there or whatever, or you leave tweets at VidIQ about the podcast and how it brought value to you and how you don't miss an episode, I appreciate all of you all. So thank you for all of that. Definitely appreciate you. But yes, saturation is the limit of the mind. Don't be limited by what you think is saturated because it's not saturated yet because you're not there. So go ahead and show up. Also, I should probably tell you all that there is, a, there is never a perfect time to start YouTube. Some of you all are listening to this podcast and you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel, but you are waiting for the perfect time. I got bad news for you, baby. There is no perfect time to start YouTube. None. There is no time like the present. While you're out there overthinking, overanalyzing, and wasting time, that impression time that you are wasting, that you could be on this platform, taking your lump and learning on the job like we all have to do. Like, I love the fact that vidIQ and other companies like vidIQ exist to help you all. But truth be told, there is no handbook. There is no guideline to how to do YouTube. You will do it. And you will learn via on-the-job training. You will learn via trial and tribulation, trial by fire, process of elimination, whatever you want to call it. That is how you will learn how to be a great YouTuber. You will learn these lessons while you are making the content. You will learn what works and what doesn't work. You will learn what your audience wants, what they don't want, 
you will learn how the platform works and all of this information that you learn, you will use it to be the best possible creator that you can be and hopefully make the best content that you can make. But there is no perfect time to start YouTube. But if you're like me and Nick Nimmin, we're going to tell you that there's no time like right now. So if you are on the fence about starting a YouTube channel and you're thinking about it, it's time to get off the bench and get into the game, baby. It's time for you to start your YouTube channel today. And if you do start a channel because of something not said in the podcast, let me know. Tweet at me at vidIQ. Let me know that you started a YouTube channel if you listen to this particular podcast and it made you want to start. I would love to hear those stories. So please let me know. Also, as it relates to things being saturated or oversaturated or whatever, there are a bunch of different creators out here doing their thing. And like I said earlier, we all might cover similar subjects and different things like that. I'm a tech creator. And obviously, there is a lot of overlap with me and what other creators cover, especially as it relates to different seasons of tech like Apple, Samsung, different things like that. So I guess the lesson to be told in this particular part of the podcast is don't copy other creators. Now, doesn't that doesn't mean that you can't cover the subject that they're covering. But I've also seen creators come on a platform and blatantly copy another creator's style, their thumbnails, their set, uh, their, uh, their setup and different things like that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because why would somebody want the knockoff when they can have the original? And nine times out of ten, the original is going to be better than the knockoff. You're not going to out-original the original. So don't try to come on here and steal somebody's setup or the way they do videos or their thumbnails. Don't do that. Again, there's plenty of room on the platform for you to come on here and be unique and be original. You don't need to come on here and steal other people's style and steal how they do their content. Hell, some of y'all flat out here stealing content. Don't do that. Make your own way. Do it your own style. Blaze your own trail. Again, I'm not saying that you can't take inspiration from what these other creators are doing out here. And again, there will definitely be overlap with the content that we cover because what's out there is what's out there. And that's how we that's what we have to cover. But that does not mean you get to go out there and blatantly copy somebody and what they're doing. Don't do that because you're going to get crushed. Trust me when I tell you that you can tailor swift it. I'm like, Viper, what do you mean we can tailor swift it? What I mean by that is she's re-recording her album where her, where her current voice and style of today, but she's adding that flavor on her albums of yesteryear. Well, guess what, creator? You can do that with your video or other videos out there. You know, If you have content that needs to be updated, you can update that content. Or if you have content that you recorded in the past or whatever and it's due for an update, you can re-record that content and remake a new video. Just make an updated video with the updated information, this, that, and the other, whatever you need to do. You can re-record stuff that's already been done before if it's due for an update. It's inbound. It's legal. So why not do it? And plus, information changes so fast anyway that it probably is due for an update depending on what niche you're in. So why not go out there and provide your audience with that much-needed update? Do that, creator. Do that. Another thing that we don't really talk about too much that will definitely help you, especially in your early creator career, is finding a peer group, a creator group of friends that can hold you accountable or just to lean on each other when times get tough. YouTube can be a very lonely road if you choose to do it by yourself, but you don't have to choose to do it by yourself. Again, there are hundreds of thousands of creators out here doing the same thing you're doing or doing something similar. There are many creators out here who will be starting YouTube at or around the same time that you are. So go out there, identify them, connect with them, and join a peer group, a friend group. 
you can bounce ideas off each other. You can critique each other's work because trust me when I tell you, you will want an outside perspective on your content because sometimes we are too close to see what needs to be improved. We can't always identify our areas of uh, improvement because we don't have that type of self-awareness, at least not early in our career. This is why I say go outside and get you a few friends. Uh, if you get a few friends that are around your channel size or around your, your experience level on YouTube, that's the better because then you guys can help each other better identify what's going on and you can grow together as a group. But definitely do that because that will do nothing but help all of you all in the long run. What's that saying? A rising tide raises all ships. So yeah, go out there, find your friend group and let the rising tide raise all ships. But these are the things that I wish I knew when I was younger. Hopefully, somebody resonate with you. Also, before I sign off here, use what you have. If you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel and you're thinking about having the perfect equipment or having the best camera, best microphone, no, 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 no. Pull out your smartphone that's in your pocket and record. Hit that record button. You don't need the top flight gear to start a YouTube channel. You can actually start with what is in your pocket. Because why would you buy a bunch of gear when you don't know if there's something that you want to do serious yet? You need to determine if YouTube is something that you want to take seriously. And that takes time. That's not something that you could do from day one. But Mr. B spent the first five years of his career using his iPhone to record, I believe. Only the first hundred videos he used his iPhone, something like that. But he used his iPhone to get like 100,000 subscribers. So if Mr. B can start his YouTube career using an iPhone, so can you. Or whatever phone. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. It could be an iPhone or Android. Whatever phone you have in your pocket, that is the only thing that you need to start YouTube. Or you could be like Viper. Start YouTube using your tablet. I use my iPad to record, shoot, and edit all my content. Everything got done on the iPad because that was all I had at the beginning. But I didn't wait to have fancy equipment to start my channel. I just started it with my iPad and I, and I uh, upgraded as I felt uh, as I saw fit from there. But don't wait till you have the best equipment. Start with what you have today. But I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. You know your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of To Talk presented by Bid I Two. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash tube talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.